You're tuned in to The Keetra Show and listening to SOB, Style of Business, the podcast with your host, Keetra. We aim to highlight the ongoing trek of entrepreneurs and business owners from around the globe, featuring stories that recount their struggles, experiences, and inevitable road to success and self-fulfillment. Welcome to SOB. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for tuning in for another wonderful episode of SOB Style of Business. I'm your host, Keetra. And today we have a wonderful guest by the name of Miss Prina Hickman, who is a registered nurse. She goes by Nurse Entrepreneur. She is the founder and CEO of She, which is Sabrina Hickman Enterprises, where she serves as a consultant, certified integrative health coach for uh, multiple projects and businesses and things like that that she has going. So she's going to be joining us, sharing with us how we can get our mindsets right, health, spirituality, and a lot of the things that she's learned knowledge-wise in the healthcare and medical fields. And I guess she's probably going to be giving us some other tips and ideas that we can use and run with as we go from day to day. So let me allow her to give an introduction and then we will move forward from there. Hey, Sabrina, how are you doing today? I'm wonderful. How are you? I am great. I'm doing well. I think maybe I've had too much caffeine. I have rippled through the introduction <laughs> at record speed. So uh, I'm I'm doing good. I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Good, good. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. I appreciate you being on. And I will just, if you don't mind, give us a, a, some information on your professional background. And I know you're in the healthcare and medical industry, but you also have other things that you have going as well. So just take a minute to tell us a little bit about that, and we'll move forward. Yeah, um, oh, thank you. I was born and raised in Charleston, South Carolina, and so I left from there, went to school at Norfolk State University in Virginia, lived there for years, and uh, got my degree in nursing, a bachelor's science degree in nursing there. Uh, relocated from there to Wilmington, North Carolina. Everybody says, why would you move to Wilmington? Oh, man. Yeah, <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> But I've been in Wilmington, actually, since 2002, but I was a travel nurse, so I always liked moving around a lot, and uh, never wanted to be one of those people who stayed in that one job, on that one unit, and kind of running the unit for years and years and years. Like, I always wanted to go and explore, so I absolutely loved going to different facilities and seeing how they ran, uh, how they operate things. A nurse is a nurse. Just yeah. have different regulations. You just kind of know what your boundaries are in whatever state or city you go and whatever other facility you're in. And so I was able to go across the country and uh, just various states and still do nursing. My background is um, mainly ICU. I did critical care. Um, I started out in med surge, so I did medical surge, uh, surgical nursing, your common illnesses, whatever, you pretty much go there, that unit. And then I ventured off into um, the heart unit. I kept getting pulled there, actually. I, I would go there uh, fighting. I oh, didn't want to go there because it was too hard. I didn't want to have to learn how to reach you know, the strips. And, yeah. and then from there, I also kept getting pulled to the psych unit. So when I say get pulled, whenever the, the census is low, on your units, then uh, you kind of go elsewhere in the hospital. And if there's nowhere else to go, then they send you home. So, and other units needed help. And it was always like the psych unit and the heart unit. This is interesting. I didn't put all this together until like last year sometime, okay? I just was, this is how deep it is. <laughs> but oh, God always gives us purpose. You know, our, our steps are already ordered. We yeah. just don't know that. So here I am working on message unit and I'm constantly being the one pulled. And uh, I'm like, why am I getting pulled all the time? I don't want to go there. It's just not right. And I'll go over there and eventually I started to like it. And I realized, oh, I get paid more. 
oh, I realized, oh, I can more technical, I'm good with my hands. And so I'd rather be over here so I can do more things for here. And then Spike was just like, you know, you got a array of illnesses, you still had med surge, you still had kind of critical care, but these people actually had more psychological illnesses. So mm. those are that part there. And then the travel world, eventually I stopped traveling. Workshops and fashion shows, just a 
an array of stuff that happened over that little weekend. And um, basically, I attracted caregivers. And so that's where all of this started, where I realized I started realizing my calling a little more, but not as much to make me change my situation. But that was kind of the changing point, the turning point there. <laughs> that's my long explanation. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I love that. I, I, I was kind of laughing to myself and thinking about when you would talk to your friends about the concept and they're like, hey, where where is this place? You know, where <laughs> where is this at? You know? Yeah. And it was just a, yeah. a thought at the moment. So that is really neat and cool. And I know, okay, so tell me about you have this retreat, which is obviously to cater and to, you know, assist other women and, and just to come together. How does that carry into nursing? Like you know, because you you're taking care of somebody like at a job or your career and then you're also creating these types of events. How did you decide to merge the two? to create the event, and then also tell us a little about why this role of becoming a healthcare provider, how did that role speak to you? Like, how did you know that that was something that you wanted to do? Yeah. So, <laughs> I hear caregivers throughout the entire thing. That's what I'm saying, based off the two things you asked me. How do I, I'll start with the latter. How do I know I'm going to be a nurse like that? Yeah. I grew up in a, I grew up in an environment of, my mother was basically a caretaker all my life that I knew about my I had a brother uh, uh, who was born with kidney uh, failure, he had kidney problems, and he wasn't promised to see one year, and he actually lived for 42 years, and he, he actually lived a, a good life, but he, he passed away in 2010, so a few years ago, but we were the last two in the house, uh, we were the youngest of my mom's kids, so I just grew up in the environment he had multiple surgeries and in and out of the hospital, things like that. And then, of course, even seeing my mom take care of my grandmother, she lived to be 102. So my grandmother was in and out in her later years. And then also my uncle, who was kind of like my father, and he was up in age and he, my mom took care. So it was just a natural thing. Yeah. I grew up in that environment, but it wasn't like something I said I wanted to be a nurse. I didn't actually, <laughs> I wanted to be a secretary. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. I wanted to be a secretary in high school. I don't know where that came from, but after I got into it a little more, by the time I was a senior, I said I was going to uh, be a nurse, but I went ahead and applied to schools and got, I was still intimidated by nursing. So I was like, oh, that's hard. I'll just do psychology. So that's what I got accepted based off, but I went and changed my major to nursing. So, but yeah, how did I get started with the actual? Retreat. How do I know that? How does that tie into nursing? Exactly. Um, yeah. Or it, I didn't know what I was. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I, I it just worked out. Trumped up, you know. But yeah. It's just the reality is, I really didn't know what I was doing. I was just looking for a solution. Yeah. And um, I was the solution. I'm, I'm always trying to find a solution. You know. Well, well, this is how we can fix this. I always want to fix something, and I just saw a need, and I didn't see anything of what I was looking for. So, of course, my mindset now is like, yeah, duh, the plan and create it. But yeah. then I was too afraid, and I didn't know how to go about doing it. So, of course, you know, if you have an event that looks nice, and you, you have it, but, boy, I lost a lot of money. Oh, my God. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing, but I basically paid people to come out and have fun, have, have a great time. I had it at a hotel at the beach and things like that. But yeah, I um it ties into nursing because that nursing a lot of times people don't and I'm just this is the majority folks, they don't know how a nurse looks, what a nurse looks like outside of scrubs. Yeah. Outside of the hospital, outside of a nursing home or a clinic, when you say nurse, the first thing you think 
think of is nursing home, clinic, you know, scrubs, yeah. you know, hospital. That's what you we tend to think because that's how our profession is is kind of branded. But there are so many nurse entrepreneurs out there. I mean, literally, I don't know what the number is. I don't have the stats on me, but there's really a lot of self-employed nurses, and mainly because the load gets heavy. You know, we have a lot of burnout. Caregivers, we're, we're caregivers, and um, the load gets heavy, and you don't have enough help, and there's always been a nursing shortage since I started in nursing back in the 90s, so it's always, like, you can always find a job, no matter mm-hmm. where you go, but there's something in that, which you can always find a job. There's a problem in here, and the problem is that we aren't finding ways of really taking care of ourselves and we aren't finding ways of being able to heal from all the hurts that we experience at the bedside be it patients who are out of their minds a little bit or if it's staff if it's management whatever it is it's something that causes the burnout short staff you know well it's going to be short staff and you've got a lot of different personalities that you're dealing with as well and a lot of death you get attached to patients so it's just a lot of stuff and what my event did was to help pull some of those caregivers out, pull those nurses out away from the bedside just for a little bit. Let's escape and focus on you. When's the last time you actually stopped and focus on yourself? That's something that a lot of caregivers that I've spoken to even now, they cannot really say. A lot of them, uh, you'd be surprised how many people I had to force to get a massage mm-hmm. that weekend. And I already have the massage therapist there. They didn't have to pay anything else. They just needed to get on the table or get on the massage chair. And that was, they were like, how much is that? Like, I, I don't know how, how long is that? Well, I don't, I don't really want anyone to touch me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you're afraid of relaxing or you just don't know what it's going to feel like. Or you think you might get hooked on it and you may want it more. And you don't know how it's going to be a reality because your work schedule or the people that you're taking care of all the time are heavily dependent upon you. And you just cannot pull away from there. Mm-hmm. You know, when we're in deep caregiving mode, uh, no one else can do it but us. <laughs> Makes sense. Nobody can do better yeah. than us either, you know? Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's that releasing part. So I like to help women mainly, but they're male care- caregivers as well. It's just my, my heart's there with women. I see a lot of broken women empty or, or overburdened having so much on their plate. And, and all we, we see is more people putting more things on their plate. It's kind of hard to figure out what's most important on the plate to pick up. So it's kind of like going down a buffet and you're pulling out all of this junk and putting it on your plate, but you can't see there's a salad. There's mm-hmm. actually a healthy salad that's under there or something else. we got to kick all the rest of the stuff off of it so we can get to the salad. And then you've got the stuff that's not so healthy that's on the salad. How do you clean that so that the salad can actually be pure? Just kind of throwing that out there. And that's kind of what we deal with. So during my event, that's what we do. We focus on self-care. A lot of times people think that uh, self-care is only, you know, you go and get a little massage and, you know, you get your hair done and get your eyebrows, get your face beat, get a pedicure, manicure, go work out. But you actually have deeper stuff. So I like to deal with actually touch on all aspects of health. I mean, health is not just physical, yeah, emotional, spiritual, mental. We have all of these different things. And that's why you have so many people now who are fit 
will tear these fits, but then they're killing themselves or something and have a heart attack. What is so, you know, whereas they think it's just, I'm a big girl. So they think, oh, it's just, you know, the big girl. So, oh, it's just, you know, somebody don't work out or whatever. Yeah. You know, that's a whole other thing there, too. So I just think your mind and your heart have to be right. And that's what, that's how I don't think it. I know it. It just has to be. And I think if we focus more on nurturing each other's minds and hearts, that takes investing. When you actually do that, then you actually have better outcomes. Your businesses run better. You have time for your family. Uh, that's the work home life balance thing. You have you have more productivity at on the at the job. So these are things that I actually would touch on at those retreats. And I never would have thought that that would came from that one weekend that started it all. So all of that's still nursing. Yeah. And I love that. I love that you uh, also mentioned that just kind of taking care of yourself mentally, because a lot of times you'll find people who mentally they're tired, but they I guess they figure since they're physically able to to move, that they'll go ahead and keep going and keep going. So, yeah, I definitely want to get your take on how important is it that we get adequate rest, because a lot you figure that it's that people should know better. Right. And you figure that everybody knows, oh, yeah, you got to get some sleep. You got to rest. But I know a lot of people who who will run off of just a few hours sleep and they mentally it's just not, you know, it's just kind of like making decisions off the cuff and not really thinking things through. Yeah, I know the sleep part and I have my seasons. It depends. I have a heavy seasonal year. From basically August, I say August, but from August to January, I'm going to tell you, my self-care is challenged. And so that's why I have to train people around me. But yeah, as far as the sleeping part, you have to have enough rest. Now, there are people, of course, studies that say, oh, you need eight hours. Eight hours, that's how I've been taught to say you need eight hours. But I can lay down in a bed and go to sleep with no alarm clock, and I will naturally wake up in about five hours refreshed. Everybody's body is different. Yeah. Now, when I'm tired, I stop and I rest. But if I force myself to stay in the bed for so long, I actually hurt. My mind is just wondering. So I'm just laying there. I'm like, okay. And I've done it several times over. So I'm just going to lay here. And sometimes I do, and I'll do that, but maybe I'm working. But when I'm tired, anybody in my immediate circle, they know that, like, the queen will get her rest. But <laughs> exactly. What yeah. happens is, yeah, I shut it down. And if I don't, then my body will shut down. And so I just have to learn the hard way. But of course, the public eye, especially in our local community, I say, you and your husband, y'all never stop. Y'all just constantly running. I said, well, if we never stop, how are we functioning? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's true. I can tell you for a fact, my husband gets all of his rest. <laughs> he gets more than I do. But yeah, oh, it's just interesting. You really do have to. That's how your body gets a chance to rest in, in your, uh, let the blood flow and, and the cells get a chance to appear and just things. That's where the healing happens while you're resting. Right, right. You also get a chance, and that's when my escape, you know, I'm talking about escape, stop everything, stop the thinking. It's hard for somebody who is a busy body by nature or somebody who, and not just busy, but productive, busy, like a, a creative. I would say that somebody who's constantly coming up with new things yeah. to actually say, hey, stop your brain for a minute. <laughs> it's exactly. like, I can't, I can't. <laughs> yeah. Like, I have a million things going on in there. Well, that's why you have pen and paper. And so I keep flipping around in there until you actually write it down. So even you put in your phone, I make a lot of notes on my phone. Um, that's something that you can do if, if your brains are busy like mine, is I have to put a lot of things in writing. So either you put in your notes in your phone or you have a, a journal. 
or a diary where you're writing these things down. You write write about it, you execute, but it shouldn't still be floating around, you know, exactly, uh, you know yeah. like that, where you can't get any rest at all. I know you have like the Facebook group and you have the spring clean challenge and the decluttering that's coming up. But before we get to that, let's talk a little bit about She, which is Sabrina Hickman Enterprises. I know you have multiple divisions and initiatives under that company. Supreme Management Enterprises, uh, God gave me that a couple years ago or so. I actually, about three years ago, and I finally decided to be obedient. I think about the beginning of last year is when I finally realized it. I think it was, the, and that's a mindset thing as well, and really uh, self-worth, like really understanding what all I have, what all he's placed in me uh, to share. And once you really understand that, you won't hold it in. You'll actually go and share it with the world because you understand that there are people who are waiting on it. There are people who need it. Like being in a dark world and then you actually know a holder of the light and you start meeting up with all the other light holders, you know, and you help to guide people. So that's how our gifts are. Yeah. And so it's Prina Hickman Enterprises, uh, it's my umbrella company here that covers She Wellness, which is Escape to Sisterhood, and it's the wellness event with the retreats like I just spoke about. And that starts me, like I said, working with the adult women, helping them to escape and take better care of themselves, focus on themselves more so that they can be more productive and, and at work and home and be better for their family. But then I realized that there was a deficit there. They have kids and teen girls, and teen girls are being raised these days with by busy parents. They're being raised by their, their babysitters, should I say, are the cell phones. We didn't have that when I was growing up, because I'm a 70s baby, so we didn't have smartphones and the internet and all that other stuff, to, to different distractions. So Girls Rocking in the South, or GRIT, that's my other organization under She's Wellness. It's just, that was my mentoring organization, and it's, it's I do want to be mentoring with teen girls. It's me, and I have some volunteers um, who help me. And it's just, it's needed. The girls need direction. Uh, we have a lot of girls who are being kidnapped still in the U.S., and it, it's still a big issue, and not enough people are talking about it. I think if we empower these girls, let them know what the deal is, also let them know that they are loved, let them know how to uh, teach them how to love themselves yeah. and how to appreciate what they have. They won't go out trying to show all of what they think love is. They won't try and beg and chase for love. And I just feel like if we could do that more, we'll, they'll grow up into beautiful women who respect themselves and who can, who will demand basically respect from others, you know, because we attract who and what we are inside. And I just believe that uh, helping them will actually help correct those problems that we as adult women have gone through or are still going through uh, right now because it starts at home. So those two things, Escape the Sisterhood and Grit, that's under She Wellness and all that's under the Crane and Hickman Enterprises. And then I have my coaching division, which is your escape coach. That's my coaching company. Um, I just got my first government contract today. Actually, I didn't get assigned it and oh, turned it in today. So yeah. like, thank you. So my job pretty much is to um, go in and provide empowerment workshops for these custodial parents and non-custodial parents here at the Department of Social Services. For the sake of the kids, they need to all get along. So what typically happens is we have our custodial parent, which tends to be the female who will have fairness or whatever against the non-custodial parent who tends to be the guy. But this guy 
will probably be fighting to have parental rights, or at least to see their child, like not the ones who are trying to trying to run away from their responsibilities, but yeah. we're talking about they want to be involved, but they're being punished because they decided to move on, and the mother hasn't gotten over that. And so the mother uses the child as a weapon. We all know it happens, and it's unfortunate for the child. So we'll go in, and I'll do something with the women, and then I'll also do something with the guys, and then we do something as a family unit. And so um, that is an exciting project that I'm doing. That's something I had to do with my own life because I did not bear any children, but one was dropped in my lap a few years ago, and it's a family member. So I have custody of my great nephew. So me, as both me and my husband, we share custody of that, and we've had to go through a lot of things, basically toxicities in the family, and it's just ongoing, but being able to manage that, and they were quite impressed as to how I've managed it and how we transformed life. So, you know, and was my coaching, so that's why I got that gig, so I think that's good. And so I, I do feel uh, that's not just a, a male I mean, not a female thing. I, I actually coach males as well. And then workshops and retreats, private retreats under that as well. And then I have my hobby, which I don't like to call it the hobby anymore. I guess for business purposes, it is a business, illegal business, but Sweet Escapes by Katrina. And I do edible art. So, um, or should I say, I, I was doing it because I'm not focused on that now, but I'm trying to bake and decorate cakes and chocolate over strawberries or whatever you want it blamed or whatever out. Right, but yeah. just because you know how to do something, just because this business doesn't mean that you do it all. And I have to go through that phase where I learned that as well. So I took my top two selling products, my chewies and pound cakes. I mean, old-fashioned pound cakes. Kind of hard to find oh, those these days. Exactly. Yes, yeah. Are. So, yeah, you know, as the elders, they pass away, and then they take their recipes with them. You know, younger folks are like, I'm not getting that. Yeah. You know, I'll go over there and get this, you know. <laughs> so I kind of still do those things, but I just pick up two and I ship them around. So that was my therapy, basically, while I was working and traveling or uh, working ICU. You know, you're dealing, if you have two, you move two patients in a night or back-to-back, you know, two days or three days. You've just got a lot of death and tragedies and all this going on. You've got to be able to get rid of it some kind of way. So, um, as I said before, some people drink it away, some people smoke it away, some people sex it away. I decided to play in sugar, you know, so, and that's what I said. And I uh, decided to do something creative with it, and that still helps. That um, helped in my mind and be free, free my mind and bring creativity out of that frustration and pain. And I, I'm always going to push for people to use that. I believe everybody's creative, and we can all create from whatever. Use that pain to kind of push you into Exactly. I love that. I love that about you that you bake. And and also with nursing, any, well, I always say like the the caregiving uh, profession, anything with, especially when you're watching and taking care of other people, that it takes a special type of person to be able to do that and to deal with those daily situations. Because I'd probably be a complete mess. (laughs) They they would probably just walk me out and say, hey, don't come back. You fall apart. (laughs) Left and right. So definitely uh, kudos there and applaud you for all the wonderful things you're doing in your profession. Sabrina, let's talk about, okay, you got your Facebook group and I know we're getting ready to wrap up, but I definitely want you to share with us your decluttering initiative. You have some wonderful things going on there. So a lot of things that I, I do and I share, a lot of it stems from just my life or my life experiences. And I'm a clutter girl. 
You know, <laughs> right. paper clutter, not like quarters. I know there's a TV show called Quarters. It's like, oh, my God, you know, not quarters, but definitely paper. I'm that person with the office with stacks of paper on the off on the uh, desk or that's in the corner. Um, that's just me, and I've always had that. I realized that I kind of inherited that a little bit. <laughs> I said, I get it from my mama. <laughs> yeah, hey, there you go. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and, but it's just, I can't stand it. I don't like it. I don't like to go through the paper, so my husband tends to go through it for me, and, and I'm working on that uh, process, you know, so I can come up with a system that's better, but it's way better than it used to be. So, meantime you have clutter in one area then it tends to have clutter elsewhere and so what i have to do is like one day i was cleaning out of my cabinet were too many things in the cabinet in the kitchen and i cleaned that out and i just got from one section took everything out of there and i didn't realize how many things was packed up on all three of those shelves you yeah. know and it was just amazing <laughs> and i threw out so many things i looked for outdated stuff and I threw those out and things that I didn't want anymore or what the new thing, I got rid of those, finally put everything back in that I wanted to keep and chucked everything out. And I said, well, I'm not starting on that next session section <laughs> until tomorrow. And when I went to sleep, I'm going to tell you, the dreams that came to me <laughs> and, the, and the clarity that it was so different. And I said, whoa, wait a minute here. And then it's like all these creative ideas started coming and where I realized I had stopped dreaming. I'm a dreamer and I stopped dreaming and I stopped with my creativity. It kind of stopped up a little bit. I always say constipation, yeah. you know, <laughs> right? And it just really did. I was constipated. I could not get out what I needed to get. So I started writing because everything it was like I had a flow. Like that, the decluttering was like my life to this girl. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, actually, day one, I told them after the interview. 
introduction, I said, you got to get off social media. <laughs> no social media whatsoever. I was like, oh my gosh, you know, yes, you can, you can do it. Take the app off. You're not going to miss it. Your account's still going to be there. The people who follow through, which this is just hilarious, we probably had about, I think the rate was only 9% <laughs> to complete it. <laughs> oh, wow. It was, it was uh, who actually completed the entire program. And I know this is not a good selling point, probably, but I'm just telling you that. <laughs> That's what completed, but what they said, things that they were able to get from that. They said, man, I haven't had this much peace in so long. Oh, wow. You know, yeah. oh, man, I just feel, somebody told me they had this aching um, going on in their neck and their back, their upper back and their neck for the longest time. And they didn't have it by the end of the week. And I'm sitting here like, whoa, so you must carry a lot of stress up in there. You're not realizing because we're constantly going and everybody's got a phone in their hands exactly. all the time. A lot of time. You know, you have access to all of this distress and you don't know how to really come off of it so if I abruptly remove you from that and then all you have to do is focus on decluttering and then living your regular life but minus the social media and minus the negative people and, and minus all of the extra stuff the fluff then you'll realize how much healthier you actually are and this is my life so this is what I've had to do and so I, as I continue to learn and grow from what I've, I've learn and I share it and so the people who are willing to go with me and I said oh man that really works but now I have more people say hey I'm going to do it I want to just want I want to do the decluttering too but yeah seven days I don't know about that that's, that's tough. okay so, this yeah. is, so that was a little shocker so the, uh, the next time it's actually going to be spread out over a month Yeah, I figured once you mentioned that social media part, I, <laughs> I knew those numbers <laughs> were going to drop. So I'm totally, I, I'm not surprised at all, Sabrina, not surprised. All right. Yeah. So um, last question, how can we start balancing our lives today? Give us one tip. Give us a tip to where we can go ahead and, and like you said, it's going to take some time. You have to change your habits. It normally takes 21 or 30 days is from what I've heard. But what is one thing that we can use so that we can start balancing ourselves, our minds? I'm going to say fast from toxic people. A lot of toxic situations and toxicity. That oh, really that's a fast. great one. Love that. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's a big thing because if we actually, we're so, and sometimes I think we're immune to it, but you don't realize the damages that it does to you, um, to your mind and, and, and all of the stuff that affects your mind and your heart. Eventually, it's going to manifest through your body. So you have all these different ailments that you didn't have before because now you're taking in all of that. The toxic friend has always got drama constantly coming in or the spouse or whoever it is, family member or your co-worker. You, know, you can kind of remove yourself from there. That's self-care. A little, something like that is a huge self-care piece, right? Just eliminate the toxicity. It's not like you know they could be gone, yeah. but you've got to be able to walk away from it and not gravitate towards it. And I guarantee if you try and fast like for that one week and say you're going to avoid all drama, you know, you're not going to, you know, you start changing what's inside of you, so you attract any of that drama that's coming in and you evoke peace. And then you get a higher quality of people around you. So I would definitely say that for starters. And then scheduling some time. Like, I schedule calls. Uh, I don't take a lot of random calls. You're running a business. You just can't. You don't have time to take a lot of random calls mm -hmm. like that. Because people eat up their time. They don't necessarily respect that, that you are working.
working or, you know, the time schedule. So you want to schedule your calls and schedule your pop-ups. Like, people want to come and just show up at your workplace or at your home. If you have a home office, that's really hard, too, because you've got to schedule those times to say, oh, I, I'm not taking any business right now. I have an appointment. Make appointments with yourself, you know? Oh, okay. That's self-care yeah. as well. But if it's just the same as if you had a doctor's appointment, nobody's going to interrupt that, right? Because that's really important. You've got to go to that. What about your hair appointment? Hair appointment, nail appointment, those are things that you are wanting to make sure that you, you get to. Well, that appointment with yourself where you can take time and do absolutely nothing, that's important as well. Where you can actually just take in and or let out, really, write out those hurts. The people hurt you for the day or for the week or whatever, those greatest hurts that you have, write them out. Who did it and how you felt about it, write it out and then forgive them. That's self-care. There's a lot of stuff we don't really do with self-care. Right. We focus more on the other stuff that we see, but there's the thing that we don't see. That's what's killing us. That's what's making people put guns to their heads and shooting themselves. And I, I really think that we got to be able to get to that point that mental health is a big issue. And if we actually start to focus more on our mental health and our heart health, we'll be fine mentally and emotionally, and we'll be fine. Absolutely. Fantastic. Sabrina, we have, I'll tell you what, I've, I've enjoyed this conversation and having you on. And I want you to uh, take a minute to leave us some information, basically your website, social media, where we can find out more about you, your escape coach. I'll tell you what, the She Wellness Company as a whole, I know there's a lot of different divisions, but go ahead and just drop that information if some of the listeners want to get in touch with you and sign up for your yeah. coaching services. Yeah. Yeah, I basically for uh, social media, well, LinkedIn, I'm Sabrina Hickman, and Facebook, I'm Sabrina Hickman uh, as well. That's my uh, business page. And you can sign up, uh, get on my email list, and get notified when I'm going to have the next um, decluttering or whatever else is going on. I also send out motivation uh, that way as well. So um, that's on SabrinaHickman.com. And I just kind of keep it simple. That's really it. I don't, at this point, I'm not promoting uh, my sleep because I'm in the process of getting uh, those two products, really one main product in manufacturing company. So I'm really, uh, the orders that I get is from people seeking me out. But that's a part of that self-care as well, knowing how to say no and I'm focusing on what I can handle. And yeah, so... I'm not really giving out that. <laughs> okay, that, that's... Um, that's, that's you'll see like, it once you, <laughs> if you look for it, of course. Exactly. When you start yeah, giving it out, we'll bring you back, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll I'm, bring still, you back. Um, I'm still baking and I'm still you know, doing that, but it's at a pace where I can handle it because yeah. so much has grown now. So absolutely, it's, that's how I take care of myself. Perfect. Well, we think it's just phenomenal, fantastic, and wonderful. I truly appreciate you being a guest, Sabrina, and we're definitely looking forward to having you back to update us on all the wonderful things that you're doing. So thanks so much Aww. for your time this afternoon. Thank you so much for having me. You are so welcome. Enjoy your day. Thank you. You too. Thanks for hanging out with us here on SOB. We hope this episode has been resourceful. If you'd like to check out the latest articles or follow Keetra's website updates, just log on to Keetra.com or follow her on Twitter at K-E-E-T-R-I-A.